were you still interested when you found out she was pregnant? Yeah. I mean, evidently. <laughs> you, you married her later, <laughs> which we'll get to, but... Yeah, I was interested. It didn't push me away. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't know why that wouldn't push me away. I am a firm believer to always give people chances. I mean, it's not something that needed to have pushed you away, but it is something that would have pushed yeah. away most people. Most yeah. guys in your scenario would have immediately said, oh, nope. never mind. Nope. I'm, forget that. I'm getting yeah. out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. But you just felt fine with it. I just felt fine with it. And it felt right. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. So my friends were asking me today, when are we going to talk about Matt? Today's the day. Today's the day. And I love the fact enough. that you guys are both wearing blankies. Yep, we're wearing blankets. It's the middle of summer and we're in blankets. Yeah, because it's so cold. Your basement is always cold. Your basement is always cold. I don't have a basement. I know. If I did, it would be warmer than this. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so just so everybody knows, it's about 72 degrees down here. Okay, I have to say something about Steve. Every time he comes to my house since we've been divorced, pretty what? much every time, he comments on something that I need to fix or change or like you how know, I should rearrange my furniture. I have refrained from, <laughs> at least tried to refrain from like offering You've decorating better. advice or styling. I still see there's this thing on Instagram that I'm like, oh, Jessica needs that. And I'm like, nope, not going to send it to her. You should send it to me. I think you would it's love hilarious. It. No, you don't. You think it's annoying. No, I don't. I love it. I'm just full of great ideas, don't you know? Full of great ideas. Yep. And how <laughs> the pool. <laughs> right. It so that was your laugh. idea? Put the pool in? No, just different no, just things about the pool. Just plenty of input to offer. Oh. <laughs> awesome. So funny. Sorry. I'm, no, I love it. I'm glad you feel comfortable doing that. I don't yeah. anymore. And we'll keep, oh, my gosh. And we'll keep giving you a hard time about putting your washer and dryer in. Mm, one of these days it will happen. <laughs> one of these days. All right, back to focusing. Uh, oh, back to you, focusing. Matt. We are going to focus on Matt. Yeah, so this is going to change a little bit. My role as moderator is being passed over to Jessica and Steve. Both of us. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm pretty excited to talk about this just because I've kind of put it in a box and on top of the shelf in my closet for like probably eight years now. Yeah. And I haven't really talked about it with anybody. And so, yeah. And when he says he hasn't really talked about it with anybody, that includes me. Like I have not gotten Matt to open up about this conversation before. Yeah, because there's really nothing to open up about. <laughs> 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 that that part does surprise me. Like I've always had questions about your first marriage and your yeah. history there, and I know I hear bits and pieces of like you know the horrifying parts of it here and there. But so I've always wondered, wanted to know more details. But I am shocked that the two of you have not talked a lot more about it. Oh, I have asked questions and <clears throat> I have tried, but he is legit a closed box about it. I'm a hard boiled egg. And there are things that I've learned because they're like when there were issues in our marriage, I've figured out that many of those were from Matt's past marriage. Like what issues? We don't have any issues. No issues. <laughs> Matt and I have zero issues. Steve really wants to talk about mine and Matt's first two years of marriage. 
because of the issues. Yeah, not, not <laughs> tonight. We don't, but have, not tonight. we don't have time for that. No. All right. So, Matt, we want to talk to you about what you were doing from, like, your mission until basically where we're at now. And this might be two episodes. But yeah. Like, to where Steve and I are at now. Yeah, not- we thought it made sense. You know, we talked about our history up through 2000. Belize, 2009 when Penny was born. Yeah. And at this point, you know, that's where you're in your first marriage and such. So we thought it would be good to hear where you're yeah. at at this point. Plus, it's nice to not be talking about me and my baggage <laughs> for once. Let's <laughs> let's have an episode that's centered on you and your baggage, Matt. <laughs> Steve's very excited about yeah. that. All right. So what did you do after your mission? After my mission to Guatemala City Central. Which was when? That was a good time. From 2001 to 2003. Same time as me when I was in Bolivia on my mission. Yeah. So Steve and I were learning the Spanish language at the same time. Um, Different continents. Well, Central and South America. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after my mission, about the week after, I went directly into college at Boise State University. Well, we discussed earlier in a previous podcast that you studied athletic training. I did. I studied athletic training. I studied, well, when I first started, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do get a business degree or a athletic training degree. So two very different avenues. So I decided to take classes in both and figured out that I, I really liked the anatomy and physiology classes. Interesting. And yeah, it was interesting. And the, one of the reasons why I liked those classes was because, I don't know, just everything about the human body, like I could translate into a spiritual aspect. And obviously that was fresh right off my mission of being on the spiritual high mm-hmm. of like, whoa, there's eternal principles about the human body that were crazy. So, Like I've never heard that before. Oh. Learning new things. Learning new things. <laughs> Not your husband. Okay, so you were in college... Did you graduate from college, Matt? No. I did know that. Yeah. And why did you ultimately decide to not complete your degree in? Well, there are a few factors. One, I got distracted my third year. And also I had a professor who came up to me and basically said, hey, I know like what you're all about and your family values. And I would really reconsider going the athletic training route. Because if you want to be successful in athletic training, you basically are away from your family all of the time. And why did you get distracted? What distracted you? Uh, I got a new girlfriend at the beginning of my third year, I think. Yeah. And who is that? Her name was Anne. <laughs> That's who we're going to talk about. Yeah. And we have changed her name for privacy reasons, but yes. we are calling her Anne. We're going to try our best to call her Anne. So there might be some beeps in this episode, but we're going to do our best. Yep. Okay, so you met Anne going into that third year of college. Yep. When did you actually meet her? When and where? When? Like what year? When, where, how? 2006. What month? I want to say it was November of 2006. Whenever Garden of Glow starts... (laughs) In Boise. At the Botanical Garden. At the Botanical Gardens. Why do I know that? Because that was our first date. Matt loves the Botanical Gardens. Can't stand them. Every year we try to go as a family and Matt like throws a fit. He hates it. And so I've basically pushed off the rest of my family from going because Matt won't go with me. You guys can go. 
<laughs> so yeah, it was November of 2006, and I met her at church at a single adult ward, which is a congregation of members of the Church of Jesus Christ who are single and usually young, like between the ages of below, 18 right? and 30 years old. Those can be interesting congregations, by the way. Yes, they can be. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I met her at church. Okay. So she was pregnant when you met her. Yeah, she was pregnant. She was eight months pregnant when I met her. So you met and started dating Anne when she was eight months pregnant. Yep. So when you first saw her, did you know she was pregnant? No. How did you not know she was eight months pregnant? She, <laughs> I first saw her. She was like three rows up in church. And I was on the back row. And she was sitting down. I came in a little late. And I saw her from behind. And I said, whoa, that girl's cute from behind, right? Was she standing or sitting? She was sitting. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if you're checking out her hair or her butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's three rows up sitting down. All right. So you just saw her and thought, yeah. I like that. I like the back of that head. Yeah, I like the back of that That's head. That's the back of the head for me. Yeah, and so come to find out. <laughs> no like, matter what it comes with. <laughs> no matter what else is attached to it. So I was like, who is that girl? And I was like, during the first meeting in church, like, you're usually sitting with your friends. And so I was like, hey, who's she sitting next to? We need to find out. And we, you know, so we text message and figure out who that is. And then I figured out it Wait, was... Wait, you text message during church? Yeah. I'm going to tell your bishop. I'm going to tell your Good. bishop. Because <laughs> it's encouraged. I text message my bishop during church oh, even now. I'm going to tell his stake president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, so like I saw her. I found out who it was. It was Anne. I remember actually the first time I had ever seen Anne was a couple years prior. But she was young. She was still in high school. But we went to a May concert, which May is a band. And I had first seen her there, but I didn't realize that it was the same girl okay. until later. Okay. Um, so anyways, yeah. So at what point did you realize Anne is eight months pregnant? Uh, right after that first meeting. As soon as she stood up. Yeah, she stood up and I was like, oh, great. Because I, I believe I had already told her friend, hey, I want to meet that girl. So and you then, were kind of committed. Yeah, I was committed. And this, you were so already, surely her friend was telling her, "Hey, this guy's interested in you." Yeah, pretty and much. Your baby. So, because she was sitting next to, <laughs> she was sitting next to her friend, right? Uh -huh. and so, we're all text messaging, and I can't see. And, okay, so then anyway. what? Okay, so at what point though does it come up that because if you're asking this girl out and she's eight months pregnant, you have to in, know that the dad in church. That the, the assumption would be for most people in that scenario, you that would there's assume a dad oh, around. she's married and there's a dad. Oh, I guess this is a single word. Single, single word, word, though. Yeah. So she. So you assumed that was not the case. Yeah. But like, at what point did she like, like, did you ask her, or did you just her friends had already told you she's ask available type thing? Like, is there a guy here, or are you free to date? No, she was free to date. Like, okay. I was under the assumption, like, yeah. Okay, so between the text messages, probably yeah. you knew that. And were you still interested when you found out she was pregnant? Yeah. I mean, evidently, <laughs> you, you married her later. <laughs> Which we'll get to, but... Yeah, I was interested. It didn't push me away. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't know why that wouldn't push me away. I am a firm believer to always give people chances. 
I mean, it's not something that needed to have pushed you away, but it is something that would have pushed yeah. away most people. Most yeah. guys in your scenario would have immediately said, oh, nope. never mind. Nope. I'm, forget that. I'm getting yeah. out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. But you just felt fine with it. I just felt fine with it. And it felt right. So you ask her out. You guys go on your first date. First date, botanical gardens. It was amazing. Cold. Hot chocolate. Colder than this room right now? Oh, yeah. Like 30 <laughs> degrees freezing cold. You guys have a good time. You yeah, we have a good obviously, time. Obviously, and you ask her out again. Yeah. I remember when, I don't remember how, I think she drove over with her friend. And we dropped them off at our car, at their car at our house. And I remember she was in the car driving away. And she, after our first date, she wrote something in the fog of the window and said, I love Matt. Oh. I was like, whoa, what? I've never had anybody tell me that. So mm. After your first date? Yeah, first date. Whoa. So anyways. Matt likes girls that just go for him, man. That's what I did. That's what she did. All right, so. so continuing on after first date, then what? Uh, and then what happened? <laughs> so you guys, like, when did things get serious? How quickly? Fairly quickly. Like, from that day on, that night on, kind of like you guys. Like, we were with each other Basically every day, every night. Hanging out. Hanging out. She could go into labor at any minute at this point, really. Really, she's yeah. She's eight months, 36 weeks. She's yep. she's ready to go. She's committed. So by the time she goes into labor, she is your girlfriend, it sounds like. Yep. So what was that like? Well, let me go back. Okay. So I remember the first time we cuddled. And mm. I cuddled with a pregnant... <laughs> <laughs> was, is that so weird? That was really weird. But it felt fine. It felt... Normal. Were you like Not normal. Rubbing? I shouldn't say normal. It just felt okay. Was this part of what drew you to her? Like, were you intrigued? Intrigued? Like, were you into the fact that she was pregnant or intrigued by it? Or, like, no. was it like a not quality really. that you liked about her? No, not really. I, I mean, <laughs> it just it didn't feel wrong. Yeah. Okay. What were the discussions about the baby daddy? Who was the baby daddy and where was he? Yeah, so the baby daddy. At this time, she was pretty sure she knew who the baby daddy was. And I preface that because to this day, we still don't know, or I don't know, who the baby daddy is. Yeah. At this time, she was sure who it was. But they weren't going to do a paternity test until after the baby was born. And so it came up. So I think how it first came up about the baby daddy was in just casual conversation in her parents' kitchen, around her parents' island in their kitchen, of, hey, you know, have you got this scheduled? Like, are you, you know, to figure out who just, the dad just is? Just casual family conversation about how you schedule the DNA test to find out who your father of your child is. But here's the thing. I say casual conversation because this family has had nine months to get used mm -hmm. to that situation. Right. So I think... So hopefully it's casual conversation by yeah. that point. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Here's also another thing that just popped into my head about why Matt is kind of the way he is with this whole situation. <laughs> is I think about your parents and how they don't like pry into people's business at nope. all. Even like ours. They're very like. No, they let people stay if private. If you want to tell us stuff, they're open to that. But they're not going to like ask more than they need to. No. Which I could see that being how you approached this whole situation. With That's Matt. how I grew up. Like it was on a need to know basis with my family. We didn't pry for information at all. Like what you were going through, it's like, okay, if you need help, here we go. Or if, if you want to share, share. Yeah. 
Hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming the baby daddy knew at this point, you know, all the this. potential baby daddy. The potential baby daddy. Yes. Who was thought to be the baby daddy? Yeah. So was he going to be there at the hospital? So when that was that was, was another interesting thing. So after her and I actually started being official, officially dating, like I remember, he came back into the picture. The potential baby daddy was like, "Hey, I think I want to try some things out with you again." And so I remember her like going into this spiral of. I think I really need to give this guy a chance again because he potentially is the dad of my baby. And I remember just like, all right, that's totally fine. Like, I totally get that. I watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy that was about this exact thing last night. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. That's funny. So this is all within a month. Yeah. So what happens when she actually goes into labor? I mean, what like, do you mean? does this guy show up at the hospital? No. At that point, no, they were done. No, at that point, they were done. And I think that they... And he didn't want to be involved. I think they talked one evening. Obviously, I was on edge. I remember being on edge, like, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because ultimately, like, he wasn't 100% convinced that it was his child. Yeah. And it sounds like it turned out not Rightfully to be. So. Turn, yeah, it turned out not to be his child. All right. So did she call you when she went into labor or... You get a text, hey. Yeah, so, um, I mean, like you guys just said, like, we dated. So we started in November. The baby was born late December. So. And this is Hank, your son. Yeah, this is Hank. Again, name for privacy, change. name change. Which I think is a really, really weird name for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so after a month of dating, inevitably, she goes into labor. But before that, we'd obviously had conversations of, hey, do you want me at the hospital? Do you want me, like, I'm going to be as involved in this as you want me to be and as you are comfortable with. And we played that just by ear. Wow. And so, and she didn't go into labor, like, she was induced. Oh, okay. So, it was planned, Mm. like. Scheduled. Scheduled. So, what did you, you said you were going to play it by ear. What ended up Yeah, so we played it by ear. I remember, I can't remember if she texted me or called me and said, hey, I'm down at the hospital. Well, I already knew what time she was going to be induced. So, yeah. Okay. So did you just head down there after she got induced? Yeah, so I just headed to the hospital. You're walking into this hospital. I didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. Well, you knew she was about to have a baby that wasn't yours. Yeah, she was going to be induced. But at that time, I didn't know what induced meant. Yeah, I was right? going to say, especially if you hadn't been, like, really involved in the whole pregnancy, you don't really know what you're getting into. I feel like... I had no idea. I didn't really even know what I was getting into, and I was the woman having a baby, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what was the delivery like? What was that experience like? Yeah, so I get to the hospital, and I think I let you guys know this before, but as I was going up the elevator, I was like, what the heck am I doing here? Rightfully so. And... Like, should I be doing this? And I basically had to put my courage hat on, you know, like have the courage to just do it. Like tell myself that I can do these hard things. <laughs> you know, I can do this. You know, the Thomas the Engine train. Did you I mean, what am I doing here in the hospital while yeah. she's delivering the baby? Or what am I doing here in this relationship? No, what am I doing here in the hospital? So you were still totally confident be, in this relationship. Yeah. And, what, and ultimately, what is this going to mean? Because it was all unknown. I didn't know... Mm-hmm. I don't know who the dad was. She didn't know who the dad was. And if he was going to If he was going to show up. If, right. Yeah. I had no idea. Okay. But I was willing to just go with the flow 
And were you in love with her at this point? Um, I was falling in love. I felt okay. Yeah. So this is enough to show up at a hospital and say, "Yeah, I want to be in the hospital room while you're." I'm willing to to do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I would say that was pretty committed. Yeah. (laughs) This is like when you said. I think it was just in the Belize episode, that your mind was blown by the fact that when Steve officially accepted the fact he was gay, we didn't have kids, he was living in a different country. Yeah, it blew, my, it blew my blew mind away mind. as you were turning in the gay tendency books. Self-help books. The, oh, sorry, the gay self-help yeah. books. Whatever. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. how I feel in this moment. Like, you are going into this hospital. I was going into the unknown. this chick for a month. I knew she was pregnant when you guys got married and even when you met, but I didn't realize she was, like, I didn't realize she was eight months pregnant and it was, like, all yeah. this quick and this. That's nuts. Yeah, that's a shocking to me. <laughs> all right, so she has the baby. It all goes well. And here's this little boy. Hold on. Oh, okay, Matt wants to tell us. got to back that. up a little bit. So I remember walking into the hospital room. I know exactly which, like if we were at the floor right now, although I think they've done some remodeling. So this, but, was, here in, this was here in Boise? Yeah, down at St. Luke's. And I remember walking into that room and I could hear all of her family in there already and just taking that deep breath and just going in there and not really knowing what was going to happen that day or where I was going to be, if I need to run out <laughs> at any time. If like, I didn't know what to expect. So as it was getting closer and closer to Hank being born, I made it very clear to everybody that if you want me in this room, I am not down south. I am up near the head. Because at this <laughs> point, I had never seen you. I'd never had sex. I'd never seen a vagina in real life. With like her or with anyone? That up close. What? With anyone. With anybody. So could you imagine that being your introduction no, like, to a woman's yeah. nether parts? Is I mean, when I, she's giving birth. I, I, I <laughs> thank you for calling them nether parts. <laughs> Anyways, intimate. I mean, it's very intimate. <laughs> so the first time you and you're seeing Anne naked potentially is while she's delivering this baby. Yeah. Yep. How did you feel? Which brings me to a question of: She has had sex, clearly. Yeah. That's how you make With babies, enough right? guys that she doesn't know who the dad is. <laughs> how do you feel about that? How do you reconcile that? At this point, he doesn't know that she doesn't know who the dad is. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, His, because the paternity oh. test isn't until after. And she, at this point, you guys have discussions about the dad possibly getting okay, okay, being this okay. other guy. Okay. So you know she's been with a guy. Yeah. You probably knew she'd been with more than one guy at this point, though. Yeah. I mean, how did you? How did you feel about that? Because that's, people, that's, not, it, that's not an acceptable practice in the Mormon church. Yeah, but no. lots of people have slept with people before they And get there's a huge stigma the around that. And they get eh. criticized and judged and disciplined. and Sometimes. Depending and, on the people. Yeah. Like, you got to understand, though, that I there's also ju- loving and accepting people right, in right, the church right. that know that you make mistakes and that's okay. Right. I guess what I'd say is I was the loving and accepting one. I didn't really judge her for it. Hmm. And you don't, I mean, now, Yeah. I know that we all make mistakes. We all have done things we aren't proud yeah, of. Things we're not proud of, and but yeah, and I know we can overcome those. So carry right. on. <laughs> so Hank's born. So Hank's born. That was. Were you there I a think, lot over the you next know what? few days? I, I think I was the one that changed Hank's first diaper in the hospital. Really? Yeah. Wow. And 
Yeah. Many more. And all of his diapers. <laughs> and, many, and many more. Not all of them. I'm just teasing. What was it like holding Hank the first time? It was awesome. Was it like right then and there, like after like, delivery or like? It was right right after delivery. Obviously, Anna held, her, held him first, mm-hmm. right? And then I think Grandma held him second and just passed him around, you know, as we... Yeah, as you do in the hospital. As you do in the hospital. But at this point, like, honestly, my brain was in a fog. Oh, I can't even imagine, man. I, I don't remember. Actually, I do remember. I remember what I had for lunch. Because <laughs> her dad went and got it for us. Del Taco. Maybe I went with him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So clearly her family is all into this relationship, too. If you're going yeah. and getting Del Taco with her dad. I feel like they were probably very grateful that there was somebody stable. Yeah. Or that seemed, for all they knew, was stable in her life at this point. Like, I can imagine as a mom that it would be really nice to know that my daughter has this guy, even though it's new. It a guy seems who like is a committed and cares enough about our daughter to be here. To be here. Yeah. A yeah. Through this and despite her. this. and So I yeah. can imagine, like, yeah. Well, and that's just an intense bonding experience. To be in the hospital when somebody's giving birth, like, that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Like of all the things you can do when you're dating, <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So what follows your dating, like your relationship life? Yeah. Like after, after that, Hank's now that she born. has a baby, uh, it was pretty low key. Yeah. Meaning, obviously, after having a baby, lay low for a really long time. It seemed like. Yeah. So you also have to remember it during this time of year. It's cold outside. It's yeah. Winter time. It's. Christmas time, family it's time. dark at 5 p.m. Yeah, so he was born late December. Here comes Christmas. Here comes family time. Here comes New Year's. Here, so like, pretty structured family stuff anyway. And yeah. Loki stuff, okay. Yep. So it was more of, you know, hanging out at her house and Spouse spending time with her family, her extended family. And so what are you guys' discussions on your involvement? I mean, are you guys, like, committed and planning on, like, this relationship. Yeah, are you planning on getting married? This relationship's moving forward. Obviously, at some point, we... <laughs> you don't remember when you and Anne decided you were getting married? I don't remember. I feel like you were married like 12 minutes after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When did it you guys is, get married? It seemed like that, though. We got married March 27th of 2000. No, that's my birthday. March 28th. It was really close. To it was birthday. really close to my birthday. I knew that, but... Oh, funny. Yeah. End of March. End of March. End I don't of think March it was the of, same day, though, was it? I don't know. Okay. End of March 2007. So real quickly, things are moving fast on you guys real quickly yeah. after this, decide to get married. Yes. So what were the discussions about that and your, I remember, you and Hank, I remember being I think in Hank's the, life? The first week after Hank And the baby born. daddy and the DNA, the yeah, well, test and all that. Sorry, first I'm week, bad questions here. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of questions and one question. Sorry. <laughs> it's my first time being a moderator, Matt. <laughs> um... About a week after Hank was born, I remember getting a text message from Anne as I was driving to work. And at this time, I had moved out of my house down by BSU with my roommates. And I made the decision, like, okay, if things are getting serious with Anne, I need to start saving some money. And so I'd moved back in with my parents. I think it was mid-January. So while school was off yeah. before the next semester started... I'd moved back in with my parents. And so I was driving to work from my parents' house out to Nampa, 
which is about a 25-minute drive. And halfway there, I get a text message saying, hey, I really want you to be Hank's dad. And that was the first time I was like, oh, this is, this is real. Yeah. Like, this is getting real, real. So, yeah. So, does that mean at this point paternity test has been taken? No. No. You still don't know who Hank's dad is at this mm-hmm. point? You still assume it's this other guy? Yeah. But it, I, think it was, I think it was a couple of weeks after that where the paternity test went through and it came up negative. It was this guy's dad. So, What discussions resulted from that between you and Ann? Not many discussions. It was like, well, okay, this, this isn't Hank's dad. We don't know who it is, so we have to let the statute of limitations play out because at any time, you know, during a, there's a set time that the state allows a potential dad to come forward. Did that result cause any doubt in your mind about this relationship with Ann? The fact that who no. she thought the dad was was not? No, if anything, it gave me a little bit of hope to being able to be mm. more involved in this. Because there wouldn't be some other this guy. This child's life. Yeah. There wouldn't be custody arrangements. There wouldn't be. There custody, wouldn't be. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, it stinks it's, for it, Hank, but. It, and honestly, so it's interesting. As I left work even today, having a conversation with one of my team members, she brought up a frustration to me. And this is just how I've kind of lived my life is any negative situation, I can always look for a positive, you know, silver lining in something. Yeah. And there always is. There always is. In any scenario, there's good parts and bad parts. So that's awesome that you have that. So yeah, but there wasn't much conversation of, oh, you really, like, I didn't like press her and say, yeah, are you sure? Like, you really don't know who the dad is. Like, come on. There was no point in doing that. Like, and at this point you loved her. You were wanting to marry her, I assume. And it just made you'd already it sounds like agreed to or felt the desire be to part be of Hank's, Hank's dad. life. Yeah, so Matt loves kids. I do. He loves babies. Babies love him. I love babies. I love toddlers. I love kids. They're all fun. Okay, so you moved back into your parents' house to like start saving money. Yeah, just to start saving money, be financially stable, and then ideally, probably to set you up so you don't have to get out of contract or anything when right. You and Anne decide to get married. Right. Because that's obviously coming. Yep. So you guys. I was going to say, tell us about the wedding. Is there anything else between there and wedding? Um, So the wedding, we we got married at my parents' house. Which is their current house? Current house. Very small wedding. It was very quick. Like, hey, this is, you know, a couple weeks. To plan. To plan. Dress, tuxedo. I got a tux. She'd already had a wedding dress. Why? I don't know. I don't remember. She'd been maybe engaged before? She may have been engaged to this baby daddy before, if I remember correctly. You should see Jessica's face right now. <laughs> yeah, I think she was engaged to him before. I'm making this Actually, face she like... was. She was, and now I, I can see the engagement photos in my head. Yeah. And she just wore the same dress. Is that why you're so. making that face? No. Because she's 18. Yeah. This is the November after she graduated from high school, and she has been engaged once before, and she's pregnant, and now she's getting married. Yeah. Second engagement. Yeah. That's nutso. That's nutso. But, I mean, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I didn't care what... I, I, I'm, I'm not saying you cared. I'm just I'm surprised. relaxed, and, and I don't take offense too much. I know. But. I'm not saying you should have been offended. I'm just surprised. 
Okay, so you guys got married at your parents' house. She already had a wedding dress. You are tux. I actually have pictures I can show you, Steve. We won't post those online, though, but... Blur out a face. I guess we could blur out faces. You could see that. So anyways, and you had mentioned before that you didn't have a reception, though, right off the bat. We didn't have a reception right off the bat just because it was a quote-unquote shotgun wedding. Um, Really quick, insta-family. So we pushed off our reception, our actual reception, until the end of May of okay. that year. And so between the time you guys, where did you guys live, like, in that time? In that time frame, so in the, for a couple of days before a house that I just bought, <laughs> for a couple of days, we, we lived at her parents' house, and then as we prepared to close on my new house. Our new so house. when you moved in with your parents, started saving money, you quickly found a house? Quickly found a house, mm. yeah. And with the intention of you two living there. Yep. And so you guys moved into this house shortly after you get married. And how was that? It was brutal. It was okay for the first little bit. Obviously, new, moving into a new house, there's excitement. There's, okay, cool. And then I well, quickly... Got not a new house, but new house, new wife, new child. New house, new wife, new child, new, yeah, new everything. It was, I quickly learned that owning a house, there's a lot of work. <laughs> yes. There's a yard to take care of. There's, yeah. Is There's that a lot why of, it was brutal? Just Owning a lot of expenses. A lot of expenses that I... Mm-hmm. So mean, finances were brutal. Yeah, finances were tight. Really tight. And did you guys see eye to eye on finances? Was that something you were able to work? No. That was probably our biggest... Issue in the beginning. Issue in our marriage was... And this I've heard bits and pieces about, but I'm curious, like... Which means I shouldn't have cut you off and let you explain. <laughs> Since you were already heading there. No, I, I um, so this was during 2007, 2008. No, 2007. Just at the beginning of the housing crisis, right? Which means and you probably paid. Which I probably paid. Top dollar for a house. Top dollar for a house. And that didn't I, maintain its value, probably. Yep, and I overcommitted to the monetary income that I Mm. should have purchased the house for. Um, so you were in over your head. Yeah, it's way over my, over my head because back in those and days... so it, many were, you got a loan that yep. was bigger than what you qualified for or should have qualified for, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, because back in those days, it was like the lending agent was like, okay, they would ask you how much your income was. You'd write it down. They would look at you in the eye say, are you sure this is how much you make? And you'd nod your head, yes. And there was no really verification of funds other than maybe one pay stub, and you'd always find your highest pay stub, and this is how much I make. Mm. Our loan officer was her mother, which I learned a very valuable lesson of, yeah, just making sure that you go into making a huge purchase with all of the facts. Yeah. Well, you would think if, I mean, you would think her mother would have that much more concern about making sure you're getting yourself into a good situation than just a regular lender. I yeah, think but, that would almost be the opposite of what you're implying. I later on learned about her family that they were they were not financially sound. Okay. They were not financially smart with their money. Another example with that was her dad had just got some kind of settlement and decided to purchase a big wakeboarding boat and with cash, but they blew through all of the cash from the settlement and needed a loan on that boat again. So they came to me to co-sign on the boat as well. Why did they need you to co-sign? Because they couldn't get approved for a loan. 
Why didn't they have Anne co-sign? Her credit was shot. I think her parents had used her social security number in getting approved for credit and loans previous. Oh, oh gosh. So she's coming from like a really rough outlook on finances. Like she hasn't been shown how to manage them no. properly. And you come from like the other extreme. Your family is very like... Extremely conservative. Extremely conservative with their money. Yes. In fact, the only reason why I had a, one credit card to my name was because I needed a credit card to purchase an airline ticket to go to Puerto Vallarta with my friends. And I just bought the ticket and paid it off, sent in the check. Or so whatever. how did you get a house with very little credit history? Or was I, that? I, I guess I don't know. In 2007, then, I guess. Yeah. I had credit history. I had a credit card that I had always been, it was mm-hmm. always paid okay, off. Okay, so you did have a history just from that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the one thing I, I'm wondering, so you guys got married in March, you move into your house, and you've got your receptions in May. Huh? And I'm mostly wondering, like, how quickly did things, like, were really hard and really real. Like, at that reception, were you like, do you remember feeling genuinely happy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so that was still, May, you were still was, in a good place. Yeah, we are still so in a good place. So finances were brutal, but other things were still good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Relationship with Anne was good? Yeah. I mean, it was all still new. It's still exciting. It was still, yeah. yeah. Being a new father was good? Yeah, it was awesome. And at this stage, where are you at in that process with Hank? By the time you get to the reception. You are Hank's stepdad? Still. Still, yes. Yeah. I'd have to look at... Because you did legally come in and adopt Hank. Yeah, so we How went... How old was he at that point? He was little, yeah. yeah. When I adopted Thank him? Thank you for clarifying his age, He's Jessica, little. by showing me how little he was. <laughs> He's little. I'm like <laughs> pretending to hold a baby in my arms. Oh, yeah, he was, he was little. I mean, we went through the adoption process in Bannock County just because in Pocatello... Because I have relatives who are attorneys down there and said they would do it for a discounted price. And so we went before a judge in Bannock County and yeah. Said you wanted to be Hank's dad. So you yep. legally adopted him. Yep. All right. Yeah. What's next? Well, I think that might be a good stopping place. Yeah. There you go. We'll get into the rest later. Next episode. Possibly. All right. There you have it. There's Matt in a nutshell. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.